0: Welcome to Have You Seen Me, a podcast that intertwines all original stories with the real-world history that inspired them. I will be your humble guide as we wade through both fact and fiction. Tonight's tale is about a hunter out in the wilderness of Washington who discovers the biggest track he's ever seen. Now, let's begin our journey into the unknown and uncover the truth behind the legend. breeze of an October morning sent a shiver down Jason Wood's neck. He pulled up the gator around his collar and let out a drawn-out sigh. His breath glistened in the rays of sun peeking through the trees. The time was 3.24 in the afternoon, and six hours had passed since he had first climbed up into the tree stand. The game had been sparse. Just a few squirrels every now and again. A few hours earlier, he saw a pair of foxes wandering about. But for the whole day, not a single elk had gotten close. Jason rested his head in his hand and closed his eyes. He thought about the days when hunters actually chased after their game. They would track them for miles, using prints in the ground and the scents in the air. He scoffed loudly, thinking of what they'd think of him, sitting in a tree all day, waiting for the animals to come to him. He reopened his eyes and threw his hands up in the air as if to say, Okay, I'm done. You can all come out now. Jason holstered his rifle. Climbed down out of the stand. No elk would be killed today, or yesterday, or the days before that. Jason didn't believe in luck, but he was starting to believe he was very unlucky. He took one last look around before heading back to his truck. His defeat was greatly soured by the three-mile hike back. Coming this far out isn't even worth it, he thought as he kicked a rock to the side. I could waste my time sitting in a stand half a mile from the truck. At least then I wouldn't have to walk so far. While it was true that Jason could easily set up closer to where he parked, his father always taught him that the best game is in the deepest part of the forest, a fact that was seeming more and more like fiction with every unsuccessful hunt. By this point, Jason was completely blind and deaf to the tranquility of the wood, the warbling of birds, branches gently swaying in the breeze, a brook steadily running over endless rocks and pebbles. With each step, his agitation festered. The idea of him coming back tomorrow grew increasingly distant. As he walked along, Jason suddenly staggered. He had stepped in a hole. He looked down at his foot. His eyes widened. It wasn't a hole, after all. It was a massive footprint. The print was two and a half feet long, nine inches wide and about five inches deep he took a step back and re-examined the area the track was human-like with five toe prints and the natural curve in the arch he leaned in and spotted another track about five feet in front of the other he shook his head as the realization of the creature's size set in could it be he thought as he leaned up again not looking around the empty forest it couldn't be could it It wasn't just Washington, everyone in America had heard of Bigfoot, but Jason didn't believe in that sort of thing. How could he? Every sighting turned out to be a hoax, and no real evidence had ever surfaced. In his mind, the creature could simply not exist. And yet, here before him, Jason was looking at tracks that could only be attributed to such a beast. They weren't bear tracks. These prints were far too long and missing the signature claw marks. Jason peered off in the direction of the tracks. They continued straight, they lead towards the jackdaw gully, a narrow and deep split in the forest that's avoided by most travelers on account of the treacherous terrain. Jason swallowed hard and rubbed his chin. He again glanced at his surroundings. He was thinking about following the tracks. He was also thinking of his earlier thoughts about the old way of hunting. All his previous frustration and skepticism then faded away. A halfway crooked smile broke across his face. He unholstered his rifle and faced in the direction of the tracks. Okay, big guy, he said aloud, let's see if I have a little more luck hunting you, Jason set off, closely following the enormous footprints and eventually made his way to the deepest part of the wood. Now let's take a break from Jason's story and catch up on the real stories of the world's most famous mythical creature. Bigfoot. 911, what are you reporting? Uh, we got someone or something crawling around out here. Did you see what it was? Was it a person or an animal? or? I can't tell. All I know is that my central light came on and I just happened to glimpse and see this thing running across the yard. Uh, a good sized man or something It looks like a man. I don't know what it was, just that it ran across the yard. Okay. You've had problems in the neighborhood before? Yeah, my dog was killed here just recently. What it was, whatever it is, it's running. I couldn't catch it if I was going to chase it, but whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now, and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. Jesus Christ, you better. Sir? Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? Can it And the guy is on foot. Just I don't know what it, it, it's. It's a big, real big person. On October twentieth, nineteen seventy-six, in the northwest portion of California, two men would make history. Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin were riding horses through the back country when they spotted something walking between the trees. It was shaped like a human, but bigger, much bigger. Roger would dismount off his horse and follow the creature with his video camera, producing the now infamous video of Bigfoot walking through the forest, arms swaying and head turned. This video ignited pandemonium throughout the United States, but this wasn't the first time people had heard of Bigfoot. In fact, stories of a large, hairy, ape-like man date all the way back to the 16th century. Many of the native people of North America tell stories about hairy men lurking in the forests. In some stories, the beast is dangerous and aggressive. In others, they are peaceful, even helpful. Throughout America's history, these stories have remained relevant and grown with the country. But where did the name Bigfoot come from? In 1958, a few years before the famous Patterson-Gimlin film, a logging company on the northern coast of California began finding strange and very large footprints in the mud. These prints continued to appear eventually garnered the attention of local reporters, one of which published the creature under the name Bigfoot. This story went on to mystify Americans, making the front page of several newspapers. In 2002, the family of Ray Wallace, one of the loggers who worked on the site, stated that it was all a hoax. Their father had actually made the prints with wood-carven feet. And in case you're wondering, the name Sasquatch comes from the Halkolum word Seskets meaning hairy man. Most descriptions of Bigfoot are uniform. The creature stands from anywhere to 6 to 10 feet tall. It's covered in dark-colored hair. It has a very strong odor. Other features include long arms, glowing eyes, and, of course, very large feet. The creature is said to admit howling sounds and throw rocks as a sign of intimidation. Most alleged Bigfoot encounters are not pleasant, but the creature is said to chase off or frighten humans. In some stories, even outright kill people. While about 11% of Americans believe in Bigfoot, most scientists discredit the creature's existence. Many believe Bigfoot sightings could actually be bears, apes, or even wild humans. The phenomenon known as pareidolia, which is seeing human features in non-human objects, has also been attributed to Bigfoot sightings. Despite most people remaining skeptical, Bigfoot has become a pop culture sensation. From films like Harry and the Hendersons, To the Jack Link commercials messing with Sasquatch, Bigfoot is firmly cemented as America's favorite cryptid. Washington state even has several counties where it is considered a felony to attempt to catch or kill Bigfoot. There are several different versions of the creature Bigfoot, with many parts of the US having their own. The skunk ape is said to lurk in the swamps of Florida, while the folk monster of Arkansas has reportedly attacked whole families. Tales of large, hairy creatures can be found outside the US. Most famously is the Yeti, or Abominable Snowman, the white furred cousin of Bigfoot, said to live in the Himalayan mountains. In Australia, there is the Yowie or Yahoo, another elusive ape-like creature. While there is much more to learn about Bigfoot and his fellow furry friends, it's time we return to Jason's story to see what he will find deep in the wilderness. Jason easily lost track of time as his eagerness pushed him onwards into the woods. The enormous tracks were consistent and led in a somewhat straight line. He kept a good pace and traveled for about two and a half miles without exhaustion. Eventually, he made it to Jackdaw Gully. The ground was splintered and jagged, and the area itself had an air of sourness to it. Jason followed the tracks until they came to the edge of the gully. The drop was about eight foot down. He paced along the ridge, looking to see if he could spot a way down when he caught a glimpse of something under one of the overhangs. He aimed his rifle and looked into the scope. He gasped when he realized what he was looking at. Bones, a pile of bones, lay stacked neatly at the bottom of the gully. Some of them were tied to string and were gently blowing as they hung from the cliffside. Jason felt his face go a sickly pale. Suddenly, he wasn't so enthusiastic about the hunt. He began walking backwards, not taking his now panicked eyes off the gully. After a few steps, he quickly turned around and took off back in the direction he came. However, he just now realized the sun was setting. His panic accelerated into fear. He began running as fast as he could. It seemed the sun was setting faster than he could run, unfortunately for Jason. He failed to bring a flashlight. Normally, he didn't go off trekking into the forest, so there was no need to pack one. It was a decision he was starting to regret, among a few others. As his feet carried him as fast as they could, one foot caught a gnarled tree root and sent him tumbling forward. His head knocked the ground hard, and he felt his vision going in and out. He stumbled on his hands and knees for his rifle. By the time he found it, dusk had set in. And the sun was no longer on his side darkness was now the master of the forest jason stood up his arms shaking he tried to relocate the tracks but with his head throbbing and hardly any light he couldn't find them as he searched in the forest desperately trying to find his way back he heard a grave sound rocks tumbling down and crashing hard. jason became hyper aware of his surroundings every twig snap Every rustling leaf, his own heartbeat pushing at his chest. His ears were finely tuned instruments, and his only saving grace in this moment. He stood still and listened. Suddenly, things got quiet, very quiet. He held his breath and peered into the forest, hoping his eyes could locate any signs of danger. Then, one of the trees began moving towards him. His eyes flashed in confusion it wasn't a tree it was a huge man-like creature and it was sprinting jason gripped his rifle and fired a shot it was a clear miss but the muzzle flash illuminated the creature it was covered in dark matted hair and its eyes glowed beneath the thick coat its arms were outstretched and reaching towards jason and of course its feet were of massive proportions, before he could let out a scream. Well, in the end, what Jason Wood had failed to consider about the old ways of hunting was that the predator could easily become the prey. Thank you for listening to Have You Seen Me. On the next episode, we'll learn of a bizarre monster with a penchant for sucking blood. Until then, be on the lookout, you never know who's out there.